This is episode number three on my series on programming languages, and it is entitled Getting Started with the C Programming Language. Of course, I'm not going to teach you C, but just whet your appetite. Okay, let's start by having a look at what C is useful for. C is mainly useful for systems programming, for number crunching, for graphics, and also for embedded systems. So, for example, if you are going to uh, do some Arduino programming, you are most likely going to be programming in C, or in a subset of C. Which are the advantages of the C programming language? First of all, the speed, the fine-grained control of the memory management. It is very close to the metal, and it's sometimes called the portable assembly language. And which are the drawbacks of C? First of all, you have to manage the memory. You are programming very close to the metal and it's like programming in assembly language. So as you can see, advantages and drawbacks are very similar. Let's have a look at the history of the language. The C programming language was developed by Ken Thompson and Dennis Ritchie between 1969 and 1973 at AT&T Bell Labs. The origin of C is closely tied to the development of the Unix operating system, originally implemented in assembly language on a PDP-7 by Ritchie and Thompson. During the late 1970s and 1980s, versions of C were implemented for a wide variety of mainframe computers, mini-computers, microcomputers including the IBM PC, and its popularity began to increase. In 1983, the American National Standards Institute, the ANSI, formed a committee to establish a standard specification of C. This committee based the C standard on the Unix implementation. In 1989, the C standard was ratified. This version of the language is often referred to as ANSI C standard C, or sometimes C89. Following the Wikipedia page about the C programming language, we can have an overview of the uses of C. As I said in the introduction, C is often used for system programming, including implementing operating systems and embedded system applications, due to a combination of desirable characteristics such as code portability and efficiency, ability to access specific hardware addresses, ability to pun types to match externally imposed data access requirements, and long runtime demand on system resources. Some reasons for choosing C over interpreted languages are its speed, stability, and near universal availability. One consequence of C's wide availability and efficiency is that compilers, libraries, and interpreters of other programming languages are often implemented in C. The primary implementations of Python, C Python, Perl 5, and PHP are all written in C. Due to its thin layer of abstraction and low overhead, C allows efficient implementations of algorithms and data structures, which is useful for programs that perform a lot of computations. C is sometimes used as an intermediate language by implementations of other languages. This approach may be used for portability or convenience. By using C as an intermediate language, it is not necessary to develop machine-specific code generators. C has also been used to implement end-user applications, but much of that development has shifted to newer languages. So, which are the characteristics of the language? C is imperative, compiled, static, and weakly typed. Imperative means that you tell the computer how to perform the computations. Compile means that you transform the source code in machine code using a compiler. Static means that types 
have to be chosen before compilation. And weekly type means that the type enforcement is not very strict. C allows structured programming. It uses functions, but it's not functional, but rather procedural. That means that functions are not pure. It has control flow mechanisms like if-else, for, and while loops. It uses curly braces and semicolons for syntax. All parameters to functions are passed by value, that means copied, and reference are simulated using pointers. That means that the memory address of objects and structures are copied in the function calls. A C program is just a function called main, which inside will call other functions. What do you need to start programming in C? So let's have a look at tooling and environment. Although you can use integrated development environments, in order to program in C, you just need an editor to write your source code, a compiler to translate this source code in machine code. One usually uses make files for convenience in order to avoid writing by hand the calls to the compiler. A debugger may also be useful, which will allow to track memory leaks and perform a step-by-step -step execution of a program. The GNU project provides every tool you need in order to program in C. Of course, you have Emacs as an editor, although you can use whichever editor you want, even VI. You have GCC, the GNU compiler collection, which contains a C compiler, a C++ compiler, and many others. And then you have GDB, the GNU debugger, which also has versions with graphical frontends like XGDB or DDD. So now that you have all the tools, that is mainly GCC and an editor, we can start by writing our Hello World program. So you can start your editor with an empty file that we will save to disk by calling it hello.c. As I said before, a C program is just a function called main, which will be executed. Our hello world program will just print to the terminal hello world. For that, we'll need to use the C standard library, which provides a function to print to the terminal. So our program will start by including a header file, which contains the definition of the function which allows to print. So we'll start by writing pound sign or the hash sign followed by include, the word include, space, the less than symbol, then stdio.h and the greater than symbol. So what we have written, so hash include stdio.h will will tell the compiler to fetch the this file, this header file, the stdio, which contains the standard library functions for input and output, hence its name std for standard and io for input-output, so that the input-output functions of the standard library will be available for our program. So once we have this, we'll start with writing the function. A function in C is written by the following syntax. You start by writing the type of the value returned by the function, for example, int for int, integer, float for float, uh, etc. Then the name of the function, and then, between parentheses, the types of the arguments which will be passed to the function. In C, there is a, a data type called void, which actually is the most general data type. So our program, our C program, will be a function called main, which will return an integer, which is the error code, exit code of the program. So we will start by writing int, int for integer, which is the type of the error code that we will return from this function. 
Then the name of the function is main, M-A-I-N, then open parenthesis, void, close parenthesis. So we have int, space, main, open parenthesis, void, close parenthesis. So this is the signature of our function, which takes a void parameter, which actually will be the program arguments, and at the end of the and this function will return an integer. So in Unix, we have the convention of returning zero if everything goes okay, and other values if there are errors. So once we have the signature of the function, we can write the code which implements the function. So we will open a curly brace, and then we will use the printf function in order to print to the terminal our hello world string. So we will write printf, open parentheses, open quotes, double quote, hello world, backslash n, close quotes, close parentheses, semicolon. So we have written printf, open parentheses, double quotes, hello world, backslash, double quotes, close parenthesis, semicolon. So this line uses the printf function which takes a string as an argument. The string is between quotes, double quotes, and is hello world. At the end of the string we have a escape character which is backslash n which is the query edge return, the new line character. And at the end of each line c needs semicolon. So this is the core of our program which prints hello world followed by a new line to the terminal. And then since we are done we're going we're going to return the exit value which will be zero. So we will write return space zero semicolon. So this is the return value. And now we can close the curly braces. So our our program will be hash include space less than stdio.h greater than a new line int space main, open parenthesis, void, close parenthesis, new line, curly, open curly braces, printf, open parenthesis, double quote, hello world, backslash n, double quote, close parenthesis, semicolon, new line, return, space zero, semicolon, and close curly braces. So you're done. Now you can save this file to disk with the name hello.c, and now you can compile. Very easy. Type gcc space dash o hello space hello.c. What we have done here is calling the, the GCC compiler, telling it to produce an executable dash o for output called hello by using the code which is written in the hello.c file. So gcc space dash o space hello space hello.c. After that, if everything goes okay, you will have, in the same directory where you have compiled, you will have a file called hello. So you already had hello.c, which is your C code source file, which is your C program source code file. And then you have an executable, which is called hello. And now you can run it, dot forward slash hello, and you will see hello world printed on the screen. So it is as easy as that. So if this works, that means that you have all the tools you need to start programming in C. Okay, so now that you see that writing C programs is not so difficult, let's talk about the most horrible thing that C has, which is pointers. By the way, it's also the most amazing thing that C has, which allows you to manage memory in a very fine and controlled way. So what are pointers? C supports the use of pointers, which is a type of reference that records the address or the location of an object or function in memory. Pointers can be the reference to access data stored at the address pointed to or to invoke a pointed to function. Pointers can be manipulated using assignment or pointer arithmetics. The runtime representation of a pointer value is typically a raw memory address. Pointers are used for many different purposes in C. Text strings are commonly manipulated using pointers into, into arrays of characters. 
dynamic memory allocation is performed using pointers. Many data types, such as trees, are commonly implemented as dynamically allocated struct objects linked together using pointers. Pointers to functions are useful for passing functions as arguments to higher other functions, such as QSort or BSearch or things like this. A null pointer value explicitly points to a non-valid location. The referencing a null pointer value is undefined, often resulting in a segmentation form. Null pointer values are useful for indicating special cases such as no next pointer in the final node of a linked list or as an error indication from functions returning pointers. Void pointers, that is void star, point to objects of unspecified type and can therefore be used as generic data pointers. Careless use of pointers is potentially dangerous because they are typically unchecked. A pointer pointer variable can be made to point to any arbitrary location, which can cause undesirable effects. Although properly used pointers point to safe places, they can be made to point to unsafe places when using valid pointer arithmetic. The objects they point to may be deallocated and reused. They may be used without having been initialized or they may be directly assigned to an unsafe value using a cast. In general, C is permissive in allowing manip manipulation of and conversion between pointer types, although compilers typically provide options for various levels of checking. Some other programming languages address these problems by using more restrictive reference types. Okay, so now that you have the tools, that is an editor and a compiler, to programming C, you will see that using control flow mechanisms as conditionals with if, else, or loops with for and while, you can build very interesting programs. But of course, one of the interesting things of a programming language is its standard library. If you are working on a Unix-like system, the C standard library will be installed on, on your machine. One way to getting started to see what's available in the standard library is having a look at the documentation. On Unix-like systems, the authoritative documentation of the actually implemented API is provided in form of man pages. On most systems, man pages on standard library functions are in section 3. For example, let's imagine that you want to compute the square root of a number. Which is the function that you should use and which is its syntax? Of course, the direct use of main pages is not easy because you should have to know the name of the function in order to use man3 and then the name of the function. One interesting utility for dealing with main pages is the apropos command, apropos which is spelled A-P-R-O-P-O-S, apropos in French, will search the main pages in the name of the command but also on their description. So if you type apropos space SQRT for square root, you will see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven answers at least. You will have CSQRT, CSQRTF, CSQRTL, SQRT, SQRTF, SQRTL. The ones beginning with C, you will see the description which is complex square root and the ones beginning with SQRT, their description is square root function. So now you can you can type man3 SQRT and you'll have the main page for SQRT which gives you the name of the different related commands SQRT, SQRTF, SQRTL 
and the synopsis of the command. So it will start telling you which is the header file you have to include. So you will see hash include math.h. So this is the header file for the math library. And then you will see the three functions which can be used as sqrt, sqrtf, and sqrtl. Why three different functions? Because they can be applied to different types of data. For example, sqrt takes a double and returns a double. SQRTF takes a float and returns a float. And SQRTL takes a long double and returns a long double. So now you know the syntax. And then the main page also tells you that you have to link with the math library. I will not talk in this podcast about linker. I will give you just some resources. But just bear in mind that when you're using other libraries than the standard C library, you will need to call a linker in order to integrate binary code of these libraries in your exit tree. Okay, so have a look at another example. Let's say that you want to use a sort function. If you type apropos sort, you will have many, many uh, answers. So what you can do is just pipe this through grep. So you will, so you will type, so you will type apropos sort pipe grep backslash open paren three backslash close paren so we are grabbing for the string open paren 3 close paren. Since parentheses are special characters, we have to escape them with the backslash. And now, using rep like this, we have filtered to keep only section 3 main pages. And we have something like 20 answers, among which we ha you have qsort, radix sort, version sort, merge sort, etc. So now let's say that you want to do quick sort, which may be Q sort. So you can do man free Q sort, which tells you that you have to include stdlib.h and gives you the signature of the function, which takes a certain number of parameters and returns a void. That means that there's no return value. So you see how you can investigate the main pages in order to find the functions that are available in the standard C library or other libraries installed on your system using the main pages. You are in, for example, scientific calculus, numerical integration, derivatives, this kind of things, analysis, algebra. There's the GNU scientific library, which is a C library, which is also called GSL, which can be very useful. If you want to build a program with a graphical user interface, you can use GTK, which is the GIMP toolkit, which was originally developed for the GIMP, the GNU image manipulation program, but which is also the foundation of GNOME, of the GNOME desktop environment. There are many other libraries, you just, you just have to search for them on the internet. If you really want to go further with the learning C, a free online available resource which is very interesting is the book Learning GNU C by Siren O'Riordan which is available at http colon forward slash forward slash www.nongnu.org slash c dash prog dash book there you will find detailed documentation on the C programming language on the GNU tools which are available and you will get everything that you need to get you started in programming in C. Okay, I think that's going to do it for this episode. 
if you want to send me any feedback, you can get in touch with me by email at garjola at garjola.net. Garjola is spelled G-A-R-J-O-L-A. Thanks for listening and talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.